Every day there is something major naturally occurring that we may or may not have a clue about because of how massive our planet is. So that's where I come in. Hi, I'm Chris Bay, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. A very powerful earthquake resulted in one of the deadliest events of its kind in modern history. It happened in China. This Day in Weather History. There is a 40,000-kilometer horseshoe-shaped open water region on Earth referred to as the Ring of Fire or Rim of Fire because it's located in the Pacific Rim. This is actually the Circum-Pacific Belt and is a major area in the basin of the Pacific Ocean where as many as 90% of the world's earthquakes and about 81% of the world's major earthquakes occur. It is also home to over 450 volcanoes, further destabilizing the land in this area. All countries with shorelines rimming this basin are in danger, always, of potential disaster. That, of course, includes China. On July 28, 1976, at the very early hour of quarter to four in the morning, while everyone was asleep, an 8.2 magnitude earthquake flattened the industrial city of Tangshan, threatening the lives of all one million people who live there. And because it struck while everyone was still asleep, the death toll from this was immense. An estimated close to a quarter million people in Tangshan and surrounding areas were reported killed, making the earthquake one of the deadliest in recorded history, surpassed only by the 300,000 who died in the Calcutta, India earthquake in 1737 and the 830,000 thought to have perished in China's Shanxi province in 1556. But please, let's put this in perspective. 1976 was a far more progressive and technologically advanced time around the world when you compare it to 1737 and certainly 1556. So I'm chalking this up as the worst I've ever heard of. In the days preceding this earthquake, people began to notice strange phenomena in and around Tangshan. You hear stories about this. For instance, well water levels rose and quickly fell. Rats were seen running in panicked packs in broad daylight. Chickens were refusing to eat. And during the evening prior on July 27th and in the early morning hours of July 28th, people reported flashes of colored light and roaring fireballs. They would have been the only ones awake at that time because shortly thereafter, things went nuts. It lasted for an agonizing and torturous 23 seconds, but was enough time to totally level 90% of Tangshan's buildings. On top of the eye-popping death toll, there were an additional 160,000 others reported injured. Remember now, this is an industrial town, I said that. Industry is therefore the only reason Tangshan is even there with its one million person population. The earthquake started fires and ignited explosives and poisonous gases in the city's factories. The day following the quake, helicopters and planes began dropping food and medicine into the city. Some 100,000 soldiers of the People's Liberation Army were ordered to Tangshan, and many had to march on foot from Jinshao, a distance of more than 290 kilometers, or 180 miles. 
Although the Chinese government at the time was very ill-equipped to handle a disaster of this magnitude, they still resisted outside help, insisting that they were self-sufficient. Yet despite the nearly 30,000 medical personnel who were called in, along with 30,000 construction workers in the critical first week after the crisis, still many died from lack of medical care. Hey, just a quick footnote here. Earthquakes have also played a significant part in China's culture and science. They were actually the first to develop functioning seismometers. Years on, under conditions of strict anonymity, many have come forward and stated that the official government figure of 242,000 was actually closer to 500,000 who died on that day in that earthquake that happened on July 28, 1976. This day in weather history. Okay, so tomorrow is July the 29th. And on this podcast, I have told several stories about space and how space exploration has helped shape the analysis, the dissemination, the accountability of weather stories here on Earth. But how did it all get started? It had to start with an organization, and that organization is NASA. Tomorrow we talk about the birth of NASA, because in 1958, it happened on this day in weather history. Tomorrow, with me, your host, Chris May.